Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome into today's show. I am so excited that you are here. Father Anthony and I had so much fun recording today's episode. Uh, we had talked about some of our segment ideas for weeks, and we finally got to do it. So much fun. I hope that you enjoy it. If you do enjoy it, please hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, comment below your favorite part. Today's show is brought to you by Avi Explorers, the great podcast from Avi Maria Press. Enjoy. That's the strangest reaction to what I did. I don't know how I thought you'd react, but it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah, I really had no idea how to react. Like, I don't know any <laughs> Spanish, which I assume that was. And so, you know what? Yay. Uh, it was something along the uh, loosely, very loosely translated because I don't know all the Spanish words. I used no help. That was just my seventh and eighth grade Spanish helping out. And I said something to the effect of greetings and salutations. I'm Taylor Stroll. Welcome to Forte Catholic. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> like the greetings and salutation things has just been a fun little, fun little joke that we've been doing at the beginning of the show. And I wanted to change it up a little bit. So good. That's how today's going. As we are recording this, like like every time you listen to Forza Catholic, you are listening from the future. We are recording this on election day. Yeah. And uh, Father Anthony, we just celebrated the four-year anniversary of Forza Catholic just a few weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Which means that this whole train of making Catholicism fun again started around... The same time that I stole that logo or that uh, motto from, right? Yes, exactly. So four years ago, we had election day. So on like episode, I think it was episode six of the show. Like we were only in for a few weeks and I had to do a show. I was, this was back in the day, I was live on the radio. You didn't hear it in the future. You heard it in the radio or you most likely didn't hear it at all because who are we kidding? No one listened to episode six on yeah. podcast. So uh, I was live on the air. Seven o'clock to eight o'clock on election night. So like while people are getting news about, you know, what's happening, right. I'm on the radio being like, hello. And we called that show hope on election night. And, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, And I know that's a strange phrase after this year happened. But looking back, I can say with 100 percent certitude that that episode did not work because people don't have hope and haven't had hope in many yeah. years. <laughs> it's hard to remember what were things like two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, because this year has been forever. Right, like we had lives before like February. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did the whole thing, hope on election night, and it just didn't work. Like I guess, I guess no one, no one, or, or it worked, and not enough people listened. Maybe that's the thing, right? <laughs> it's funny because, like, I remember it was my first assignment, the first uh, fall of my first time as a priest, and I didn't really pay much attention to politics or anything. And I remember waking up in the morning, being like, "Oh, that's surprising." Oh well, and then just went about my day. And I feel like. <laughs> Everyone knows what's going on. Everyone's freaking out about everything. It feels right. very different than four years ago for me. It's Yeah, it's it's really strange. It really is. Uh, but I do have some good news, and I can't find it. Oh, here it is. I found it. I found it. So 
we're not going to try to give people hope today because I saw this thing yesterday, Father Anthony, that yeah. um, over the history of mankind, right? Uh, whether it was a kingdom or a country or a large group of people, like obviously those things change over the years, but that the average spend, let's see if I can get the numbers right. Hold on. Let me do some, some quick math. 2020 minus. Uh, okay. 200. The average time that a country or a nation or a group of people like stays before they dissolve and like mm-hmm. aren't a society anymore. Yeah. The average over the course of human history is 245 years. Uh-huh. Two th- 2020 minus 1776 is 244. So we're one year away from the collapse of all of society. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it's going to be a slow decline. It's going to be a gla- gradual slope into darkness. And uh, might as well enjoy the ride as we're going down. So this is the opposite of hope on election night. <laughs> Father Anthony just said it's going to be a gradual decline into darkness. So uh, I was listening, I was watching uh, Saturday Night Live this weekend. So like obviously the last Saturday Night Live before the election. Yeah, and they're they're known to be a little on the left. We'll put it that way. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, John Mulaney was the host, and uh, I, I've seen some like some Catholics sharing a post that's similar. That's like no matter what happens today, or you know. On election day, whenever you're listening to this, yesterday, a week ago, you know, four years ago, because you're listening to this in four years. Hello, really in the future, future, future. So uh, he, John Mulaney was hosting and he was like, no, he was like, essentially, we're having an old guy competition on Tuesday and we're going to pick between old guys and either we'll have the same old guy or a different old guy. And no matter who's elected, not much will change in our country. And I was like, that's that's the most hopeful thing that I've heard, you know, yeah, like yeah. a lot of Catholics are like, you know. No matter what happens, Jesus is still Lord. Jesus is still King. Which, like, yes, that takes solace. I, I take solace in that too. But John Mulaney's was fun here, so I yes. enjoyed that. <laughs> See, just keeping the hope thing up. What I preached about four years ago was: no matter who gets elected, we're all going to die eventually. So who cares? Yeah. So, so I don't know that. So <laughs> that's your, the third way to, to look at that. Your homily four years ago belongs on this show because it's it not does. really hopeful at all. It does. Yes. <laughs> it's just very memento mori, but. We do have some good news today. We're going to do a segment here on our on our little election podcast here. Uh, we're going to do a segment that uh, the listeners have, have, have come to enjoy, and we haven't done it in a few weeks. We just started a few months ago. Uh, my friend Matt Nelson, who's in my dad's DM, shout out to the dad's DM because... Uh, they make me do that. They sh- pub they not that public. They privately shame me in the group that I don't talk about them enough. So this is it, boys. This is the last time. <laughs> but I've talked <laughs> about you now. I've given you thirty seconds of the show. But uh, Matt's a good dude, and he was like, I, I was like, I want to do something. I-, I was talking about chicken soup for the soul. I started reading it again. Like it was just really positive. It helped me in quarantine. And he was like, you should do chicken soup for the troll. And I'm like, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> so what this segment is is just happy stories. It could be about the show, from the show, not about the show, like from our personal lives, uh, things that happened to us, other stories that just were uplifting. Because, you know, if you're listening to this on the day after the election, no matter who won, you might need a little bit of hope. So this is how we're going to do it. And it probably won't work because it didn't four years ago, but we're going to try to make you smile anyway. Uh, So we're going to start off with uh, a guy named Sam, which... I just, I think I just realized. So I have known two separate facts 
my whole life. You know how sometimes you know two different, you know facts, and then you don't put them together ever. Okay. I know that Taylor is my name. That is a thing that I'm aware of. Good. <laughs> and that Taylor can be a boy's name because I am a boy, and it can also yes. be a girl's name because Taylor Swift is a girl. Correct. My wife's name is Sam or Samantha, right? I'm so proud of you. You're doing great. She is a girl. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Keep it going. And, and there's also can be Sam's that are boys. Correct. So I have realized separately that our names were by gender. Like they could okay. go for either gender, right? Yeah. I never realized that all the adults in my house <laughs> could either be a man or a woman with our names. I just never realized that. I always recognized it separately and not together. And that's really strange. I just thank you for that glimpse into the mind of Taylor Shrill. That was a beautiful journey. <laughs> thank you. I am a boy, <laughs> but some people are girls. <laughs> So this this came from a a boy named Sam. I think he's a man, but boy sounded funnier. So I I don't get these emails ever, which is why we're doing a whole segment around it because okay. someone said something nice to me. <laughs> so very rare. So uh, Sam, I'm gonna butcher his name, and I did ask permission to to share this, so I'm not doxing him as the children say mm-hmm. uh, but Sam I might not even be doxing him if I didn't ask permission because I'm going to butcher his last name Chirasso awesome. C-H-E-R-A-S-O I'm going to pronounce it like the the singer Cher Cherasso. that's the correct pronunciation <clears throat> obviously so Taylor first off I finally listened to every single episode on your podcast Whoa! <laughs> please respond Father Anthony <laughs> whoa <laughs> You know, there's like there's audiobooks out there. There's um, uh, hobbies. You can have hobbies in your life. You can like do things. Um, just uh, if if you're still listening, which you have to be, you're obviously listening, Sam. Uh, it's, take a walk without headphones in your uh, ears. Try to do something else. I'm worried about you, man. So here's I, I get where you're coming from. It is shocking, and like I like I can see the stats on like who's listening to which podcast episodes, right? And like I don't look at the first few. No. But like Sam is one of the few people who has heard the Hope on Election Night episode. Wow. <laughs> what a he journey for Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he went back and listened to that. Uh but here's the thing. He he's not doing it randomly or on walks. I would this will give a little bit of insight, I think it was Sam. Okay. It took me a little over a year to do, which good for you. Uh listening most days four to five hours at work. <laughs> so this isn't during playtime. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love Sam. But mm-hmm. I I am now I just realized that I'm worried that there's a possibility his employer will hear this and Sam will no longer have a job. <laughs> like what is like is he a brain surgeon? Like how focused does he need to be for his job? He lived in he lives in Cleveland, Ohio. I don't think they have brain surgeons there. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> so this is this is the big news. You ready for this? No, not. Uh, him getting out of purgatory by listening to every episode. Right, of the show. right, right. He said, "I converted to Catholicism this year." How cool oh, is hey, that? <laughs> way to go, Sam! Welcome to the club. And then he writes, and I quote: "Whoop, whoop." <laughs> that is the correct response. And here's the thing: you, me, so that's me. Your yeah, co-host, yeah. that's you, and you're mm-hmm. a boy, uh, mm-hmm. and there are some girls too. Mm-hmm. And guess, she says, you, your co-host and guests, and, and in parentheses, and my wife, of course, who I'd like to say has not made an appearance on the show, have helped me find and guide my path as I begin, begin my life in Catholicism. 
And I read this and I'm like, hold on. <laughs> this show that very obviously doesn't work because I did a whole show on hope and everybody was less hopeful. Uh, this little show where we, we just kind of come on and make jokes and do dumb stuff. Like you and I later, later this show, mm-hmm. we are going to do a segment where we give ourselves like role-playing game attributes for our spiritual life. I'm really excited for it. And we'll get more into that later, but on a show that we do stuff like that, we helped this guy's Catholic life. <laughs> like, we, we, we played a small role in helping him become Catholic and helping yeah. him in that journey. Because like a lot of people aren't Catholic. They come through RCAA, and the following year, I think the stats are somewhere like 50 to 60% are not practicing Catholics the next Easter, yeah. which is sad, right? Because I think there's a lot of reasons for that. There's obvious reasons like... You know, they did it so they could get married and then they don't really care anymore. Or like RCA is a big community. Like they're all learning mm-hmm. together. They're they're meeting weekly. They're they're learn growing intellectually. They're growing as a community. And then they're just released into the parish. There's not that community. There's not that, you know, learn le- you know, c- consistent learning, consistent community. And they're just like, meh. And they and they leave. So like uh that's you know a sad thing to mention here in our very positive segment. Yes. But uh he says that it was great, but uh, but a difficult RCIA journey. I had severe health issue beginning at, uh, beginning of the year, and then COVID hit, causing my journey to take a bit of a bump. Uh, luckily, I recovered quickly and was able to get back to my journey in RCIA, and I was welcome into the church in June. So now I have all this pressure that all of our episodes between now and next June need to keep this person Catholic. <laughs> I think actually, actually, there's no pressure because you know how the shows have gone, and this guy became Catholic, and like he's heard. So many episodes about you talking about being Catholic, and you have pulled no punches. So it's not like he has any kind of like false ideas of what this journey is like. So I think you're fine. I think you can just chill. You can coast for a whole year, I think. Yeah, I think a lot of people that convert are like, Catholicism is shiny and perfect. And then you listen to my show, and you're like, ah, this is hard! <laughs> you know? Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I get your point. That's very positive of, of you to say. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I just want to thank you for everything you do for the church. You're welcome. And creating a solid podcast. Not great, just solid. Yeah. <laughs> I hope one day I can buy you a beer and talk sports and religion. Being caught up uh, uh, being caught up makes my weeks way longer now that I have to wait for an episode. Like, this person is just building up my ego. And I, 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 there's a part of me that thinks that this is written by Girl Sam, my wife, just to make me feel good. <laughs> because I couldn't find this Sam on social media. But, you know, Sam... Share also if you're on social media. Let me know. I know I believe you. Okay. Um, congratulations on becoming a nonprofit as well. Working on getting some extra cash to donate. I'd love a shout out though. Well, Sam Sharasso, huge shout out. You got a whole freaking segment, Sam. Congratulations. Oh, you did. So no, that's I, awesome. I sent back uh, some things, uh, and then he responded. There's you get brought up again. Okay, specifically mm. this time. Um. He says, uh, that'd be awesome if you made your way up to Cleveland. I said something to the effect, like, whenever humans are allowed to travel again, maybe I'll come up to Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, he said, then you'll be close enough to visit Pittsburgh's okayest priest. <laughs> this guy. That's you. Yeah. So he even knows the inside jokes because, let's be honest, Sam has listened to more episodes than you have. So Sam yeah. and I might have a better friendship than you and I you do. You are I mean- actually better friends than you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, so, uh, and then here's how he ends it. Other than take care, Sam, this is the last sentence. Just started listening to clerically speaking to fill the void and I'm really enjoying it. Amazing. (laughs) So 
clerically speaking, is not worth listening to unless you've listened to every episode of Forte Cast. Yeah, I mean, if anybody knows, it's it's Sam. <laughs> For real. And what's that last name again? Sam, oh, uh, sh- uh, sh- uh, sh- Sriracha. Sam Sriracha. Sriracha. Okay, you've got you've got a story for us too here in our chicken soup for the roll segment. What you got? Yeah. So the last few weeks, uh, Sunday nights, I go over to uh, my friend's place. They got a lovely little family, uh, two little girls, one little boy, and we get together. Uh, when the kids uh, go to bed and we play D and D because we're a bunch of nerds, so we do the whole role playing game thing. What? what is, okay, so that's Dungeons and Dragons is role playing game. We'll probably get more into what that means in the final segment. But right, all right. So we do that, but a lot of times I stay at their house, and I've known this family for a long time. I've been friends with them all for a long time, and it's just nice to be in a house with a family. And so uh, in the morning, uh, the before, so the kids go off to school. The other kids being babysat and everything. Um, uh, the wife, she went off to do something, and my buddy and I, we just played Rocket League. We played video games for a while that morning. He gets a call from his wife saying, you have to send money to the kids right now because it's their book fair. So he sends money to the book fair. He's like, what, like 20 bucks? I'm like, yeah, sure. That sounds like a, I mean, how much do kids' books cost? I don't know. That's not information I know. And he's like, okay, they'll probably get this book, and she'll probably get this book, whatever. Later that day, their middle child came back with two books. One for her little brother, who's like not even two, and one for her older sister. And she said, I couldn't get the book I wanted, but I knew that they would like these books so much. (laughs) I was like, that's amazing. (laughs) She spent all of her money on books for her siblings. She's in kindergarten. (laughs) I would have never have done that. Of course you wouldn't. And And that's why Nicholas Sharapa is so broken as a person. (laughs) It is. is. (laughs) Like, I probably wouldn't even have bought books. They usually sell, like, cool, like, pencils and other stuff at book fairs. I would spend all that money on myself. So I was very touched by that. So I I, I love how you were very touched by it. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. But all I heard, and now I actually am going to dock someone, all I heard of that story was Carl Stuvek is a cheapskate and doesn't care about his children. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Carl. <laughs> it was definitely neither of us knew how many, how much books cost. So, yeah, it's definitely the father in both of you. Yeah, we're like, eh, I don't know, twenty bucks. That's good enough for a book. I, w- kids. I wouldn't have known either, Carl. Love you, man. That is a great story, yeah. uh, guys. Do not go anywhere. In our final segment, we're going to do the the role playing game thing. But right now, we're going to do something we haven't done in quite some time, Father Anthony. We're going to well, we're going to take a break. We've done that recently, but when we come back. We're going to be talking to a person who wrote a book. We haven't had a guest in forever, Mark Shea. And I didn't even realize that we were doing this show on this day, but we're talking about the church's best kept secret, Catholic social teaching. Don't go anywhere. Mark Shea will be with us right when we come back. As Catholics, we believe we are united to the communion of saints, the holy men and women eternally worshiping God in heaven. Saints are not fairy tale figures or cartoon caricatures of holiness, but real men and women who lived real lives with struggles, sinfulness, and sorrow, but also with resolve and deep faith for the love of God fully. There's a thin veil between this world and eternal life, and through that thin veil, we can learn about those who lived lives of heroic virtue and call upon them for support, guidance, inspiration, and encouragement as we strive to grow closer to Christ. Check out the next series in Avi Explorer's podcast, The Saints, where host and my friend Katie Prejean McGrady 
and a variety of great guests explore the role of saints in the life of the church and why they are important. Uh, we will look at how they, we can grow in friendship with the saints who represent a variety of cultures, experiences, backgrounds, lifestyles, abilities, and races, and most especially reflect on how we too are called to be saints. Uh, I've mentioned so many times on the show before that saints are a big hole in my knowledge of Catholicism. I've been enjoying listening to this new series, and I hope that you guys too. So check out the Ave Explorers podcast and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the new and exciting episodes. You can also sign up for all the free content at AveMariaPress.com or by following Ave Maria Press on social media. Ave Explorers, everyday faith for everyday people. Back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That's still Pittsburgh's okayest priest. And we are joined today by a guest who I have known of for quite some time. And who is the guest that I was like, you know what? We've had a three-month hiatus from having guests on. But this man's going to break the streak. And we'll see if that was a good idea or not. And I'll, I'll let you all decide. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Mark okay. Shea is here today. Uh, <laughs> maybe, the is... reason, maybe the reason I don't have guests isn't because I decided to not have them, but because no one said yes after they heard how I treat them. But Mark Shea is our guest today. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So uh, we mentioned earlier that... Uh, that we were recording this on election day and you wrote a book and we didn't even realize that we had booked this on election day, but thank God now the, uh, the election is over, but I still thought uh, talking about your book would be interesting. I'm holding it up now. It is called a primer on Catholic social teaching, the church's best kept secret, which man, I have to give you props just for the marketing value, like writing a book called the Catholic church's best kept secret. Like that's great yeah. ma marketing. Like you must be filthy rich now after all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know, nothing electrifies people like primers on Catholic social teaching. Um, uh, <laughs> well, I, I think it's the second part that I'm complimenting. It's the church's best kept secret. I tell you, there was never another title for it. It was the title that I gave it the moment I started working on it and it never changed. Yeah, because I think a lot of times when people think the church's best kept secret, they think like a Tom Hanks movie and right. he's breaking into the Vatican archives. Right. And you're like, no, it's, it's Catholic, Catholic social, social teaching. teaching. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, and the reason that it's a secret is uh, the reason that uh, pretty much anything uh, about Catholic teaching is a secret. It's not because the church keeps it secret. It's because it, it's not that the church's teaching is confusing. It's that we're confused. Uh, <laughs> and so Catholic social teaching is out there. Uh, there's a big fat book called the compendium of the social <laughs> doctrine of the Catholic church. Not as well. <laughs> it's not a book that you're going to curl up with on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, and, but the thing is, is that we don't get our Catholic social teaching from the church. What we do is we get all of our thoughts about how to organize our common life uh, tend to come to us from uh, Rush Limbaugh or Rachel Maddow or uh, that guy at the water cooler or this book I read once whose name I can't remember or uh, a, a significant it was Mark Shea. Right, or a significant <laughs> dream that I once had. I mean, people, what happens with the church's teaching over and over again is 
people have their own uh, theories about how to organize life. And then if they're Catholic, what they tend to do is that they then go to those bits and pieces of the church's teaching that they like and grab them and use them to accessorize their politics, their views on culture, their thoughts about what we need to do about those people over there. Uh, very rarely what happens is people go to the church first and say, what does the church teach? And then how do I, how do I conform my life to the gospel? Uh, people want the gospel to tell them, you are awesome already and you don't have to change. And um, that's... Jesus didn't even say that to his friends in the Bible. <laughs> you know, oddly, Jesus begins by saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. He does not begin by saying, fantastic. <laughs> I came to die for you because you're all doing oh, great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so what, what the church's best kept secret does and by the way the the title is the church's best kept secret a primer on catholic social teaching just so people don't go look in alphabetical order in the wrong place that's very confusing mark because a primer is at the top <laughs> see you know it's true and i will i will have a word with my publisher what's about interesting that though is if you open the book it's the way you're saying it. <laughs> well, you know, and there we're it is. Spend the entire the, the so, entire uh, uh, segment on just formatting. <laughs> just working out the title. Has this been published yet? Just Am I actually the title. holding a copy? <laughs> it is actually published. Uh, it came out on the twenty first. You know, and one of the things that's interesting. This is just an aside, but one of the things that's interesting about Catholic social teaching is, on the one hand. It has its foot in eternity, so it's always drawing on the tradition. It's always looking to the past. But on the other hand, and this is unique to Catholic social teaching, um, what it's also doing all the time is responding to what's happening right now. You know, uh, the Gospels, the New Testament, don't have a lot to say about uh, embryonic stem cell research. Uh, you know, and they, they haven't really addressed the use of nuclear <laughs> weapons uh, because these things are things that happen in the 20th century. So uh, Catholic social teaching is unique because it develops uh, and is now developing much faster than other aspects of Catholic teaching because it has to respond to what's going on right now. And uh, so the irony of this book is that I wrote this book and I published it on September 21st and on October 3rd, one month ago, like a, a week and a half after I published this book, Pope Francis wrote a new social encyclical, <laughs> <laughs> published it. It's like, it's out of date already, you know. So the next printing we're going to be putting in uh, Fratelli Tutti. Uh, which is perhaps the social encyclical with the funniest title right. ever 
Thank uh, you. Published, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm trying Every, to say. All English speakers hear that and they immediately think. So, so we've fruity, had we've had a, a, sh a sign of of good marketing with the title of your book. So not so great marketing with the compendium thing. And then we've got just yeah, I, I don't know, strange marketing with Fratelli Tutti. So <laughs> Fratelli Tutti, yeah, it's just like it's. Why? It's an encyclical and it's a gelato cone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway. Um, so I wrote the book. Uh, I tell a story at the beginning of the book. Uh, kind of summarizes uh, the problem that we face. Uh, I'm writing to the American church. Uh, but this is something that I, I, the book is something that I hope can speak to people all over the world. Um, I, I spoke at a parish one time. Uh, they asked me to come and talk about Catholic social teaching. And so I did. And, and uh, as I stood up at the podium, the room was really starkly divided. Over on this side of the room, there was the peace and justice group. And on that side of the room was the pro-life group. And those guys hated each other. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and it was like, why are you enemies? You, in the, in the eyes of the church, you are both supposed to be working toward the same goal. You are supposed to be working toward the dignity of the human person. You notice how I cleverly segued here. Uh, you need to talk about, as Catholics, we need to respect the dignity of the human person, the common good, subsidiarity and solidarity these are the four pillars of catholic social teaching and these things are supposed to concern anybody who cares about human life those guys on that side of the room and anybody who cares about peace and justice and the common good uh so why are you guys at war why do you think that you are saying the opposite of one another when in the church's view, all of these, all four of these pillars are absolutely related. They're all in harmony. They are not in competition with one another. So what gives? That's why I wrote the book, is because so many people uh, in the church, uh, and not, by the way, just in the church, uh, people outside the church, people of goodwill, people who are looking in at uh, what Catholics are talking about, people who are trying to figure out, uh, as we're doing right now on this election day, how to order our common life, are struggling with these questions. So what I wanted to do in this book is present these four pillars of Catholic social teaching, uh, the dignity of the human person, the common good, subsidiarity, and solidarity, and show how in the church's mind these four things are in harmony and this is the way to order this our common life. So you have the, yeah. the four pillars, and I, like as you're talking about them, right. I'm I'm picturing like you know being on on a like a chair. There's there's four pegs, right? right. If you take one out because yeah. you're you're focused just on on one or two or the or three, like it starts to get a little less sturdy. And then if you split right down the middle right. and two, one side has two of them, one side has two of them, everybody's falling over. You, you don't have <laughs> right, a chair exactly. anymore. <laughs> so you're just trying to balancing right. on stilts and that's very exhausting. So, so right, why right, don't, right. Like, like, 
essentially, you wrote this primer, and I, I, I think everybody should go go buy it. The church's best kept secret: a primer on Catholic social teaching by you, Mark Shea. Uh, the P, I'm not going to guess what 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 it's for, but I'm going to say Peter. Uh, wrong. Philip. I'm named for my mother. Oh, Phyllis. I was like, okay. So, <laughs> I, didn't, I thought your mom's name was Philip for a second. That was gonna completely derail the internet. Yeah. But here we have we, we have yeah. we have the four <laughs> we have the four pillars, right? So I, I like what right simple definitions for for me for people listening for Father Anthony because he didn't pay attention in seminary. Like at what simple <laughs> definitions for each four of those pillars? Okay, so the dignity of the human person concerns the fact that. We are made in the image and likeness of God. Our dignity as human beings comes from what we are, not from what we can produce, uh, you know, our, our virtue, uh, the good things or the bad things that we've done. You don't lose your dignity as a human being because you've sinned. Uh, you don't lose your dignity as a human being because of the color of your skin, of what religion you are, uh, of if you if you don't believe in God, guess what? God doesn't care, <laughs> <laughs> and so you retain your dignity because you are still made in the image and likeness of God, even if you're an atheist. You don't lose your dignity because you're gay or because you had an abortion or because uh you know you and you don't you don't gain more dignity points uh by <laughs> doing good things your dignity comes from the thing that you are which is a human being and made in the image and likeness of god so as a, a christian uh missionary worker during the ebola uh, epidemic was asked by you know somebody on NPR, why are you treating Muslims, animists, uh, uh, non-believers uh, uh, for Ebola? They're not Christian. And her reply was, and this is a perfectly Catholic reply, was, I'm not treating them because they're Christian. I'm treating them because I'm Christian. <laughs> I'm treating them because these are people made in the image and likeness of God, and it doesn't matter one iota if they don't even believe in God. So that's the first thing. The dignity of the human person comes from what we are, human beings made in the image and likeness of God. The common good, and this is where things get weird because of our politics. Um, what you tend to find is that uh, people tend to look at the four pillars and tend to pick out two of them as these are the things that I like that accessorize my politics. <laughs> uh, so when I wrote, I wrote a series on Catholic social teaching for the National Catholic Register. The first couple of pieces that I wrote on the dignity of the human person, everybody loved those because we care about abortion and the dignity of the human person is all about, you know, human life is sacred from conception to natural death. Uh, and, but then I talked about the second pillar, the common good, and was immediately accused of being a communist. <laughs> and, uh, and the first the first thing that I wrote was literally nothing but a tissue of quotations starting with the New Testament down through the fathers of the church, through medieval theologians, through 
conciliar teaching right down to contemporary popes. Uh, this is all part of the tradition. This is not Karl Marx. This is John Chrysostom and Basil the Great and Thomas Aquinas and Augustine and all the rest of these guys, right? What the common good means is simply this. If each person is made in the image and likeness of God, then every person is made in the image and likeness of God. And that means every person has a right to the goods of the earth. Uh, and therefore, we need to order our common life so that it isn't just rich people and powerful people who get the stuff that they need. It sounds good to me because I'm not rich or powerful. We've got two minutes left and two pillars left. So your challenge now is to do one minute for each. All right, great. So the next pillar is subsidiarity. Subsidiarity has to do with the fact that because we are made in the image and likeness of God, we are to be sacraments to the world. And because we are made in the image and likeness of God, we therefore have to take a personal stake in bearing the blessings of God to the world. So um, the central lesson uh, that we learn about our gifts, whether spiritual or financial, from St. Paul, is that the chosen are chosen for the sake of the unchosen. So gifts that I have are not for me, they're for you. Uh, and that includes, by the way, our money. So that subsidiarity is the people closest to the problem should handle the problem. Uh, so if you have a, a pothole in your parking lot, then... Uh, you need to fix it. You don't call the White House. If you need a loaf of bread, <laughs> you don't phone Congress and ask them to send in the 101st Airborne. You go to the store and get the bread. And you only go up the ladder of, of authority if things people closest to the problem can't handle the problem. That's when you appeal, for example. So you go to the store and they don't serve your kind here. So that's when you go to the cops and say, they won't serve me because I'm Catholic or I'm black or I'm, you know, I'm Jewish or whatever. So then the law gets involved and you go up a ladder of authority, but you still don't phone the White House. Uh, you get the local police involved. And if the local police won't help, that then you go higher up the ladder. And so when Rosa Parks tried to get the local police involved, it ended finally with the Civil Rights Act being passed by Congress, but you had to go up the ladder. You don't start at the top of the ladder. Well, so that's I'm, I'm glad you said that because like you said, like we need to conform our lives to Catholic social teaching. And anytime I have any mini, any small problem, I phone my congressman. So I learned something today. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> uh, I can't get my car keys. I can't. Uh, but so that's that. And then finally, solidarity uh, has to do with our unity, both as a species, we are all one in Adam, and also with our unity in Christ. Uh, so in short, I can't look at you and say, your end of the Titanic is sinking. Too bad for you. <laughs> uh, and that's solidarity. So it's those four pillars working together that hold up the throne upon which sits Adam. All of us, man and woman, made in the image and likeness of God. That's Catholic social teaching. Perfect. So you, Mark, you gave us a perfect primer of, it, of the primer. So I want everybody to go find it. The Church's Best Kept Secret, a primer on Catholic social teaching by Mark uh, Patrick. What what'd you say? Philip. <laughs> Philip. Mark. I was like, was her name Patricia? I got confused. Um, from New City Press. 
so, so go go get the book, guys. I love this topic, and it's a topic that I need to learn more of, so I'm glad that you were able to join us today. I'm glad you wrote the book, especially at a time right now when, just like your story from the beginning, right at, right at the beginning of the book, everybody's just picking one or two, and, and to be Catholic, we need to we need to grow in all four of them. So thank you so much for your time. Uh, how, how, other than buying the book, how can people get connected with you? Uh, you can find my uh, blog at uh, markpshea.com. And uh, you can buy the book there, too. And uh, uh, you can also find me on Facebook once I'm out of Facebook jail. And I'm on Twitter at uh, Shea C-H-E-Z-A-M-I. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. And, guys, we will be right back. Do not go anywhere. We're in the chilly season, my friends, and that means we all need some new socks. And if you want socks that are going to keep you warm this winter and also make you look stylish as heck, you need new socks from Sock Religious. If you go to ForteCatholic.com slash socks, you'll be able to get 15% off your next order of great socks that have saints on them and some of our favorite uh, stories from the scriptures. They're so much fun. I own like three, four four pairs of them something like that they're great so go to fortecatholic.com slash socks to get yours today and 15 percent off with the code forte 15 welcome back to forte catholic and i'm going to leave in father anthony stroking his beard <laughs> before right before the beginning of this segment so as promised I had an epiphany while I was driving in the middle of nowhere. I was driving out to our football stadium where we have football practice, and it is literally in the middle of nowhere. And yet they're still doing construction consistently on this road. Like eight people drive on this road, and they're like, we need to do construction on here and block one lane each way traffic for 20 minutes at a time. Like there are some times that I could probably ride my bike faster to this place than I could drive. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but while I was sitting at like the stop where it's literally a one lane road where they're letting people go for a mile and we go for my blah, blah, blah. I'm sitting there in my car and you mentioned RPGs and playing Dungeons and Dragons uh, earlier. And we had talked about it this day, like the, the night before I was sitting in my car and I was yeah. like, oh, we should do a role playing game here on the air. Where we start off this role playing game, yeah. and in any RPG, so that's what that's what uh, role playing game. That's the acronym. You start off, and you have all these different perks and abilities that you can that you can pick, but you have a limited number of resources on what you can pick. Like you can't start off as like a godlike character. Like you start off, and you're like you can have a little strength. And a little yeah, agility, exactly. but that means yeah. you have no knowledge or no like you're really dumb, you know. So yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. have to you have to pick and choose these things. So like for instance, like your your RPG of Dungeons and Dragons, like what did what did you specialize as? So I'm a paladin. So for me, the big ones are strength, uh, charisma, wisdom. You know, there's other stuff, but for me to be most effective as my class, those are what I need to put my uh, points into. Right, exactly. So, like, I had just started, you had started playing Dungeons and Dragons, I just started playing a new uh, RPG on on uh, the Xbox, and I was like, essentially, I was like, I don't know if I'm doing the right perks, I don't know if I'm doing all this stuff, because essentially, like, any time I play a game like that, like, I play as, like, a mage, like, I'm going to yeah. throw fireballs at people's faces <laughs> so, <laughs> and do it from a distance so that they can't touch me. So mm -hmm. uh, I was like, okay, 
well, if I was starting the spiritual life today, we're doing a, the RPG role-playing game where we're going to role-play as good Catholics because the only way that this works is to pretend. I, I like this a lot because I have preached tons of times where I have said literally holiness is not like a video game, <laughs> but today holiness is like a video game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Aspirational holiness is like a video game. So what you and I have done is we have written down the fruits of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And boy, did that process take a while. <laughs> yes, it took a while. Uh, we definitely didn't have them memorized. The, the only people who know these and have them memorized are eight people at their confirmation. And they're never the ones that the bishop calls on to, to answer yes. the questions. And then those people all forget by the next day. So Exactly, uh, yes. So uh, here, here's what we have. Anytime you're playing an RPG, you have, like, character traits, and then you have perks. So our character to character traits, we have, we have points that we're going to put towards the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, fortitude, piety, fear of the Lord. And we're making this up as we go, but this is just like an example. Like, wisdom would mean that we would know what to do. In the right time. There, there, we have choices. We, we're going to make the right choice. Understanding right. is like we understand God. We understand his words. We understand in an RPG, we understand the arcane. It can throw better and faster and stronger fireballs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Council, I think in this in this RPG sense, would be like we can persuade our way through things. <laughs> Help, <laughs> we're very helpful to other people. Uh, fortitude is like you know we're gonna we're just gonna press on. We're like you know, like uh, you know something along the lines of like if we die we get to keep going <laughs> like it happens in the game right. right? Uh, piety like we would get God's help in stuff I would imagine because we've proven yeah. to him that we love him, and then fear of the Lord. <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand how this really applies, but it's the seventh one, and I can't change it. <laughs> so, okay, cool. so here's what we're gonna do: we we each have twelve points that we can put towards this, and we're gonna take a couple of a couple of moments right here, and we're gonna fill it out. And I'm really interested to see. I haven't done it yet. I'm interested to see what my answers are. I'm interested to see what your answers are, and then we'll get to the fruits of the spirit, which are more like the perks, and we'll pick three of those. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's what we're going to do: go ahead and take your twelve points. And you're going to yeah you, you can't specialize in all of them, so no. which ones are you going to specialize? Your time begins now. Do 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 do. Okay, so we just decided we just went through the list and decided which we're going to do. So on wisdom, how many points did you get? So we only have twelve points, but I put a whole three into wisdom. Because wisdom for me is not just knowing stuff, but knowing how to use the stuff you know. And with being, uh, so I'm just playing like uh, as a priest. That's my character. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm most familiar with. So <laughs> most priests only have a two rating <laughs> when they start the priesthood. If they have any. Um, <laughs> so I, let's be honest. I thought I so, was making the bad joke. <laughs> no, let's, come on now. Um, so as far as like discerning, like what to do with a parish, uh, if someone comes in and wants to talk to you, that's a little bit more, another one. But just like knowing how to use your knowledge is so important as a priest. So I'm putting a whopping three points in wisdom. Yeah. And, and I think just like in, in, in role playing games, the way I play them and in life, it's like you're presented with a lot of options. You need to pick one or two. You need to pick the best option way to go. I gave it two points because I, I initially had three 
And then I realized I had none of one of the others that I needed. So <laughs> my, my next one, I had understanding because like I used to always be confused by wisdom, understanding and knowledge because they just sound like synonyms, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Like, I know stuff, you know, <laughs> understanding is more like the understanding of God. So I was like, well, I need to start somewhere and I feel like I can build this up over the years because like I didn't know yeah. anything about faith until I was in college. So I, gave, I only gave my, myself one point on understanding. Yeah, so I only gave myself one point as well because, you know what, I don't understand a lot right now and I'm doing just fine. I don't know why God's doing stuff. It makes no sense to me ever. So I'm doing fine with one. I didn't want it to be zero, so I put one for understanding. All right, so knowledge, what do you got? Knowledge, one, because knowing stuff is highly overrated. I know a lot of smart people and it doesn't mean you're going to heaven. So, eh, knowledge, one. So you do know a lot of smart people like me, who's doubly as knowledgeable as you, because I put two points. <laughs> I, yeah. I like uh, of the, I mean, of the three about knowing stuff, like I feel like wisdom and knowledge are, are the most important because I feel like the, the, the more knowledge that you have, you can grow from knowledge into understanding. So I, I'm, I'm, I'll be able to put more points there as I grow as an RPG person. Uh, RPG Christian. <laughs> uh, that that sounds like a really bad handle. Like on on Twitter, I'm the RPG Christian because I want to shoot bombs at people I don't agree with. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, exactly. That's not what I meant. <laughs> um, but yeah, I put two at knowledge because I like knowing things. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so counsel, I had three because a lot of what I do is uh, counseling people and trying to get counseled by God. Like I would like to be able to go to prayer and know what God's telling me to do better. And then also just so much of my job is like, Father, what should I do? Someone just texted me. Father, can you uh, tell me what to do in this situation? Like even during the show, I got a text message like that. So counsel is going to be important. I put three points in counsel. Well, I did too <laughs> because yeah, I, hey. I too enjoy telling people what to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I think like in my in – my, like with all the stuff that I've done in youth ministry, like I trained youth ministers for a while, trained people on how to give talks. Uh, now in my job, I – counsel people on hey this is what you should do on your podcast and this is how it would sound better and then i you know help make that sound better and that all that sort of thing so i i enjoy counsel and telling people what to do so i put three on on fortitude so like strength and continuing to fight uh i feel like this is both one of my it's one of my greatest strengths and yet biggest weaknesses all at the same time no matter what happens i am going to fight through it i'm going to continue yeah. and push on but I'm not going to be happy about it. <laughs> so, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is it really fortitude if I'm pushing through everything and a grumpy p person? But also it's not a seven. So I put three. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so I'm running out of points here because of my other stuff. I don't want to have anything at zero. So I had fortitude at one. And uh, it's just going to be rough. It's going to be rough for me going through Oof, life. You're a weak <laughs> you know? man. So, <laughs> I know. So it just, uh, we're going to hopefully train that one up later. Uh, and uh, as as you said, you have some points left. Uh, those keeping track at home, I'm running out. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, like, if I counted it right, you're not so doing great. So I had zero in the last two at the beginning. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> because at the beginning, I was like, I don't understand how fear of the Lord works in an RPG. And also not really sure how it works in the real life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I gave zero points to fear of the Lord and only one point to piety. And that was begrudgingly because I feel like that's too real for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up putting two points in piety because hey, I appreciate to be at least a little pious. And then one should point be, for yes. fear of the Lord 
right? <laughs> At one point, because I didn't want to have anything as zero. And uh, if, in real life, I think Fear of the Lord is good. But in this RPG, I only have so many points, so he, he gets a one. All right, so that that's it. Guys, if you want to play along and like share your answers on social media, you should do that because this is very silly and fun. And this is the kind of stuff that helped Sam become Catholic. So yeah. if you want Sam to stay Catholic, share your answers on social media. Okay, we have one last thing to do. Uh, we have to pick three perks. We only get three. Three perks to start the game with of the fruits of the spirit. Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, modesty, self-control, and chastity. So uh, what three did you pick, Padre? Let's say, okay, so I picked patience, which, oh my goodness, anyone in ministry, especially priests, you need a lot of patience or else you'll go freaking insane. So I picked that one. Uh, faithfulness, because I make a lot of promises and uh, I need to make sure that I pray every day and that sort of thing. So faithfulness, the other one. And then chastity, because... There'd be a lot less problems in the church if more people had chastity. So I'll make sure I have that one. You really are playing as a priest, and I, I, I appreciate yes. that. Uh, for me... No no joy or peace, but those ones are good. Well, well, good, because that's my job, to bring joy back into the faith. So I yes. have joy and charity, so love. And I just realized that this this also just got really... This is revealing a lot about my spiritual life, and I didn't really mean for it to. But I picked love... Without gentleness, faithfulness, generosity, patience, <laughs> kindness, goodness. like, And that's how I love people. Like, deep down, I love you. It's just not going to look like that on the surface. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. uh, love, joy, and self-control. And that's the one that's aspirational because I don't have any. And I would like for my character to. Because a big part of video games is doing the things you can't do in real life. Like having self-control yes. and throwing fireballs at people's faces. <laughs> 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 so here's the thing and, and you've kind of like we've both kind of mentioned like like self-control was aspirational for me a lot of the rest of it was like fairly true to who i am now but some of it was aspirational so who do you think is a better person father anthony you as a human person or your rpg character <laughs> oh i think i'm more well-rounded as a human person uh so I don't think I'm level one in the spiritual life. And I feel like this is level one. I'll give myself a benefit of the doubt. I think I'm slightly better <laughs> in real life. I, I think I'm slightly better in real life, but I think a lot of people would say this person's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just think it's so funny. Like I, I realized a lot that uh, like, I think the biggest takeaways for me is like, I don't really care about fear of the Lord. So I think I need to talk about that to God. I guess I'm not scared enough of him. Uh, <laughs> begrudgingly put into piety. That's not a surprise to me or anyone listening. Um, I think the, the and then the, 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 the insight about uh, loving people without any of the other things that are associated with love. <laughs> Your biggest takeaway, Father, before we end this thing. Yeah, it was like looking at the list and thinking about the things that I want more of. Like, I do want more joy. I do want more peace. Um, sometimes I feel like the other things are more important, but like things like joy and peace would like inflame the rest of my spiritual life. So, like, just look at the list. Like, man, I want to focus more on these things. Like, I want to be wiser. I've only been a priest for four years. I, I like to get better at that sort of stuff. So, it was, it was interesting because. Because these are all things that are given to us in baptism and confirmation, right? So on some level, we have all these, but just seeing them written out again for the first time, probably since my confirmation, <laughs> was a good reminder of things to uh, keep asking the Lord to stir up and deflame in me. Yeah, very good. 
Very good. And I, I'm, I'm happy we did this. Uh, it was supposed to just be silly, and it ended up meaning quite a bit to me. So yeah, uh, you guys participate in this. Write it down. Share your answers with us. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, next week on the show. Uh, God bless you guys. God bless you, Father Anthony. The God that I don't fear. I hope that he blesses you. <laughs> I'll be back next week. Say it. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I hope that you enjoyed it because we sure as heck enjoyed recording it. Uh, if you would like to support what Forte Catholic is doing and our ministry here, you can always go to ForteCatholic.com slash donate and, and leave a, a, a very generous donation, whether that's $1 or $1 million. It's all very generous, like the whole widow's might story from the old Jesus. Uh, but also, if you uh, liked what you heard today, please hit that subscribe button. Thank you guys so much. I'll be back next week. Bye.